Hello, this is Mark, and I'm recording a special episode. This isn't one that's scheduled, but it's something that I wanted to talk about. There's been a couple times today that things have happened that haven't gone exactly the way that I planned. Uh, We're on vacation right now, so we're not at home. We're on the road. We're camping. We're at Lake Arrowhead State Park, which is up by uh, Wichita Falls. Anyway, um, small things kept happening over and over today that finally added up and became a big thing, at least to me. They were a big thing. And uh, then there was the the one, the so-called straw that broke the camel's back. And uh, I lost it. I lost my temper. I used the name of our God in vain. I said GD and a couple other choice words. And it got me thinking when I settled down just a little bit of why this continuously happens that I love God. I love the Lord Jesus, yet my sin seems sometimes stronger than that love, and that concerns me. I know that sometimes people say, well, you know, if that concerns you, then you know that you're in the right place. That may be true. I may be in the right place because that concerns me, but it still does concern me because I feel like I am betraying the gift that the Lord has given me of new life. Paul writes about this situation somewhat. I think it's somewhat the same and I want to read that because it kind of helps me um, make sense of what's going on so in Romans 7 verses 18 through 25 Paul says for I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep doing. And that's what I'm experiencing. The evil that I don't want to do is what I continuously do, whether it's by thought, word, or action. I think ill of people. I think bad of people. I don't love people like I know that I should. So this concerns me. And I guess it concerned Paul too. That that doesn't mean, hey, look at me, I'm in good company. But what I'm saying is, Maybe this is a concern that Christians deal with on a regular basis, but we don't talk about it. We don't talk about our failings. 
we love to talk about our uh, victories and you know I prayed for so and so and boy I got a sign and it came true and the Lord answered my prayer and all that but how many times when we pray that it seems like the Lord is not answering or the answer is no to something we ask that we have sinful feelings about it I don't know so in verse 21 it says so I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God, in my inner being. But I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. So, if I'm reading this right, and I understand the sin nature correctly throughout all of Scripture, that it seems like as long as we are in human bodies and in human flesh, sin is going to be our primary desire. It's going to be our uh, fallback position, our default if you will. And that's probably not something any of us should be proud of. I, I would really like my default position to be, you know, loving my neighbor and loving people and being long-suffering and patient and humble all the time and completely without anger but is that even humanly possible? Really? I know there's a lot of people that make out like that's what their life is, but is it really? Are there really people out there that can do that? And I am so far away from that that I don't realize that it can even be done. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's where I'm at. Maybe I've got so far to go that when I see people who have achieved a Christ-like way of living, I just, I don't know, maybe I don't recognize it. Anyway, in verse 24 of chapter 7, it says, Wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. All right, so if I, if I move on to chapter 8, it says, chapter 8, this is verse 1. There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. But how can one be sure that they have been set free by the Spirit of life? 
when sin is a recurring thing and it happens over and over and over not not the same sin so i'm not talking about some sort of unrepentant repetitive sin that keeps going and going and going and you do it and you know these these are just the little everyday sins that come up constantly not loving your neighbor throwing a temper fit using the lord's name in vain cursing uh treating your loved ones harshly how do you know that the spirit of of god lives in you if you continue to do these things over and over and over verse 3 says for god has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh but according to the spirit well there are times that i feel that i'm just walking according to the flesh what does that mean what does that mean is that is that just natural everybody does that you know what i see people in my life that I don't know if they're just really, really good actors, but they seem to have it so together. They never have an angry moment ever. They are always humble and gentle and kind. Is that, can real people really live that way? Am I so far from that that I can't see that it's possible to live that way? I don't know. I I don't know. That's why I'm concerned about this. It it really concerns me. Verse 5 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. Well, I don't understand what that means. I set my mind on things of the flesh all the time. What am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? Where am I going to go? What do I like to do? What do I not like to do? Do I like it cold? Do I like it hot? You know, those are all things of the flesh. Those aren't things of the spirit. So what does that mean? But those who live according to the spirit set their minds on things of the spirit. Well, what does that mean? For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on flesh is hostile to God, but it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. I don't know, sometimes I think that Well, I know for a fact that my best actions aren't pleasing to God. So how is it that I please God? What is it that I need to do? I I don't have the answer. Verse 9 says, You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells within you. All right. That's good news. But how do I know? How do I know if the Spirit of God dwells within me? How do I know that? 
I, I don't think it's as easy as saying, well, simply because you're concerned about it, you know that it's a fact. Well, do I? You know, I mean, in the back of my mind, if I'm concerned that maybe someday a meteor is going to crash into the planet and destroy all Earth, life on Earth, well, because I'm concerned about it, does that mean it's a reality? The rest of verse 9 says, Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the Spirit who dwells in you. What it boils down to is, I, I sometimes wonder if the Lord removes, or maybe not necessarily removes, but just kind of loosens the hand of restraint over our lives just to remind us how bad and how sinful and how evil we could be. Every now and then, just a gentle reminder, hey, remember what your old life was like? Folks, let me tell you something. My old life was nothing to be proud of. Oh, as on an earthly realm, oh yeah, I had a job where I had status, I had lots of good money. I was making money. I had people who respected me. And I had people who feared me. And, oh yeah, by the world standards, I had it made, man. I mean, I was there. I, I had arrived. But now when I look back on that, I hate that guy. I mean, I really and truly do not, I don't even like looking at pictures of that time because they disgust me because I know who was living in that body. But now in this current time, when I have these times where, where I, I don't want to, I don't know if it's necessarily backslide I don't think that's it but I I just don't feel like I'm living up to the standard that a holy God has for me anyway I just wanted to put this out there I'm not I'm not looking for sympathy. I don't I don't care if anybody responds to this. I don't care if anybody listens to this. Tell you the truth. This podcast it's it's not it's to the glory of God. It's not to the glory of me. I don't care if somebody listens to it. I don't care if nobody listens to it, and I'm just putting that out there right now. So if you hear this and you're like, well, if he doesn't care that anybody listens to it, I'm not going to listen. That's fine. I'm still going to put it out. I'm going to put it out every single day. Because if one person listens to it, and if I can help one person over some of these humps and, and through some of these battles that I deal with, if I can help one person through it, then all of this is worthwhile. 
So I'm going to say a short prayer and then I'm going to be out. I'm not going to include, as you can tell, I'm not including any fancy music with this. I'm not including any commercial breaks with this. I'm not including any teaching with this. This is just me trying to work through things. That's it. That's it. So I'm going to pray now. If you want to pray with me, that's fine. If you don't want to pray with me, turn this thing off. I don't care. It's fine. Lord God, you are so holy and so perfect and so mighty. You've created everything and you hold all things together with your hand without hardly a thought. Lord, I come to you today just a despicable human being. Lord, without you, I am dirt. I am worse than the worse refuse. Father, I know that all things are possible through you. I just don't feel like I am worthy of you. Lord, I feel when you lighten your hand of restraint, I feel the sin well up in me like an overpowering force and I cannot resist it. I fall right into it. And Lord, sometimes I say foolish things like, Lord, I need your help to live a life that would make you, you know, proud or whatever. Well, I don't need your help. Needing your help would seem to indicate that that I have some sort of power of my own, that I'm doing the big part of it and all I need is a little help. <laughs> that's, that's totally not it. Lord, I know that I am 100% completely incapable of living according to your will, according to your statutes, according to your word. Lord, when you look at me without Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, all you see is sin and filth. It's only through Christ's sacrifice that you see righteousness. And it's only through Jesus that I can do anything that is even remotely pleasing in your sight. Lord, what I ask is that you put the restraining power of the Spirit of yourself, the Spirit that indwells me, Make it strong. Place the restraint of sin back in, in full power. Father, help me to love. Help me to live a life according to your will. Help me live a life that glorifies you. And Lord, help me... Um, Lord, help me to not walk so heavily in this flesh and to walk more in your spirit. Give me the ability. Don't help me. Give me the total ability because I don't need help. 
because I can't do part of it and need help with the rest of it. I need all of it from you. Help me, Father, to live a life and to live according to your will. Help me to be more Christ-like. Help me, Father, to see the world through the eyes of Jesus. Through that lens, help me to love. And it's in Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen.